Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. going on everybody welcome to another episode of box score breakdown presented by hoop-ball.com i'm your host on this friday my name is vince miracle you guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at vm center and today i've got another guest with me they, they they treat me so good over here first day i get ethan noroff and now i get the great steven vitovich how did i do steven oh man i'm so excited for tonight's slate of games we got a great Box score breakdown for everybody. Um, yeah, it's the NorCal NorCal representing. Yeah, he's right across the bridge. We just found that out like five seconds before we started hitting the record button, so it's perfect. Like the perfect guys to do this show, a bridge away from each other. How did I pronounce your last name? Did I do okay or what? Oh, yeah, you did a great job. Look at me go, guys. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting spoiled over here. Well, for those who don't know, you're turning in for the very first time because you saw a tweet pop up or for some reason it popped up on your timeline on iTunes. What we do here is we break down the box scores of the day and let's and then give you our fantasy thoughts on it or even just reality thoughts on, on what's going on with these teams. So we're going to go in NBA app order, and the first game that I see here is the Phoenix Suns defeating the New Orleans Pelicans 132-114. to This was also one of my picks of the day if you follow the hoop ball gaming side. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the winning team here, Stephen. DeAndre Ayton played 35 minutes. He had 16 points with 16 rebounds and a block. Devin Booker played 30 minutes. He had 23 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Chris Paul with 30 minutes, 15 points, 19 assists from the old man. 15 and 19 for uh, Chris Paul, the future Hall of Famer. Michael Bridges had a quiet night in 25 minutes. He had 6 points and 3 rebounds. And then Frank the Tank Kaminsky, 17 points. As a starter, and then off the bench, Jay Crowder played 28 minutes and had 20 points. Uh, there's other players here that we can keep running down, but Stephen, just just initially looking at this stat sheet here for just the Suns, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, DeAndre Ayton, nice little bounce back game after he's been a little bit cold recently. Uh, Chris Paul just continues to uh, defy age, uh, not as much as LeBron James, but he's he's in that upper echelon of. Uh, of older players who are still fantasy relevant. Um, you'd like to see more from Devin Booker. Um, but yeah, overall, a pretty good performance from the main guys on the Suns outside of Booker, who's been, you know, disappointing for those who drafted him in the early rounds. Uh, but Chris Paul, man, second year in a row, just absolutely crushing it, uh, crushing his ADP, just killing it. I asked Ethan this question, and since that day, which was Tuesday, it's only went up, I believe, 2%, maybe even 1%. So let me ask you now, Stephen. Jay Crowder, over his last three games, has had three or more three-pointers. He's finished in double digits. He's hit 12, 15, and 20 in terms of scoring over the last three games. Should he be more than 39% owned in Yahoo Leagues? 
You know, it's really tough. I, I think it's really tough with the Suns uh, between Kim Bridges, Cam Johnson. Now you got Dario Saric in the mix. Uh, he's on a little hot streak. You could ride him while it lasts, but I don't think it sticks uh, season long. Yeah, I mean, so this, so thirty nine percent is is pretty reasonable to me. Uh, that that would be my answer uh, right now. Who would you rather have, uh, Diallo from OKC on your roster, or would you rather have Jay Crowder? Uh, now with everybody, or at least SGA coming back for the Thunder, I'd rather have Crowder. If SGA was hurt again, I'd choose Diallo. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Let's go ahead and move over to the Pelican side. Again, this is 132-114. to 114. Suns get the win. Lonzo Ball continues to play well ever since, uh, well, ever since he really came back from injury and his brother started balling out. It finally seems like Lonzo Ball has some swag to show off. He played 36 minutes, double-double, 21 points, 12 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. Big night for Lonzo there. Brandon Ingram doing Brandon Ingram three things, 25 points and 3 assists with 2 steals in 33 minutes. Zion, 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. He also played 31 minutes. Uh, I think the big one here for me, I mean, because I don't really care about Bledsoe's 12-1-1-1-1 line here, but Hernan Gomez starts for Steven Adams, plays 23 minutes, 9 points, 13 rebounds. There's other guys here, again, I don't want to go down the full stat sheet. We have quite a few games to cover here, Steven, but what are your thoughts on the Pelicans? Yeah, uh, I mean, Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, this is a line that makes a lot of people happy who streamed him tonight. Uh, while Steven Adams is out, Willie becomes a low-end uh, streaming option in 12-team formats. He, It was nice to see him get a, a steal and an assist after the last game all he had was, I think, like eight points and 17 rebounds with literally nothing else. So that's the one big takeaway for me. Anyone who's still holding on to Bledsoe, I don't know what you're doing in a 12-team league. Bledsoe is, has not been there this year, and he's a clear drop in my opinion. And the rest of the guys just keep trucking. I'm just saying this breaking news right now. I have Raptors minus four and a half, so I can get plus money on the day. With 18 seconds left in the game, they're up 86 to 81, and I'm sweating over here. This is, oh, <laughs> I have I have a parlay going on. It was like a lottery ticket parlay, okay? And it had the magic in it, and the magic up, upset the Warriors. I had the Raptors minus four and a half, and that one already hit, and I had the Suns minus three and a half over the Pelicans. I'm not going to tell you how much I'm going to win. Let's just... Just know that I'm sweating my palms off right now. I don't even know what's I happening. I think they in just the game. did it. I think they just did it. Is it over? It's just, it still says 13 seconds. Uh, no, it's over. They won by five. Let's freaking go! <laughs> <laughs> Got a little heater here. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. This is a Friday night excitement. Over. Sorry. Okay, let's move on to the next game, and it's a game that I, I I'm gonna let you talk because I gotta go check my account real quick. Ooh, okay, we got the we got the Oklahoma City Thunder falling 13 points to the Milwaukee Bucks, 85 to 98. Let's go ahead and stick with the Oklahoma City Thunder. SGA plays 36 minutes, 14 points, five assists. Lou Dort continues his hot scoring streak, scores 17 points in 32 minutes. Uh, Theo Malden. Played 30 minutes, but was pretty quiet tonight with only five points and two assists. He did get a steal and a block, so I guess that kind of made up for it. 
Al Horford played just under 30 minutes with 10 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. And then Baisley, he started out hot, but then just started to get quieter and quieter as the night went on. He only played 20 minutes, 6 points, and 5 rebounds. A lot of bench guys here putting up numbers tonight, and they were all pretty consistent, just not enough to get over this Bucks team. What are your thoughts on the Thunder here? Uh, you know, now that SGA is back, uh, like I said before, I had Diallo in a spot. I'm dropping him. Uh, Maladon is the one guy that has been kind of interesting as a streaming option, but like you said, he didn't do much tonight. So there's not a lot to see here with the Thunder. You know, Horford, uh, SGA was disappointing, but you're not dropping him. Uh, so I would just say this is a move-on game. Nothing to see here. That's what I. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is just an OKC team. If SGA is healthy, you know what the pieces are. You know, for me with this team, I think it's just the trade deadline. Are they going to move any of those picks to get something that helps SGA out? Are they going to move on from Al Horford? You know, that that's kind of where I'm at. Are they going to move on from Ariza? Because I think they still have Ariza under contract too. Correct. Yeah, Ariza hasn't been with the team. I think he's dealing with a, a legal issue, a custody battle or something. So yeah. prayers out to him and, and his family for all of that. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know if he's going to play this season. Horford's got a big contract. If they have the ability to move him, uh, I think that they'll look at that. George Hill is another guy. He's injured right now. But I could definitely see George Hill on the move at some point this season. Yeah, I could just see these vet guys being a key piece in a trade for the Thunder to get something either young with upside or a veteran that has at least a couple years left to to be a real voice in the locker room, but also not not as big of a contract. I think they're willing to give up some of those picks, though. I think they do want yeah, to start winning. Do you think they do you think they uh, package Horford with a first round pick because uh, how big his contract is? Yeah, but like again, what does that really get you? That's that's the big thing, and I think the big thing with Horford also is where is Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond gonna land? Because wherever they go, it's our that there's only a handful of teams that really need a center, and a piece of me still believes that Al Horford wants to be a starter, like full time, and this is one of the only few jobs where he would get it. That that's that's where I I think Charlotte is the team to look out for in terms of trying to acquire a center either through buyout or through trade. So we'll see how that goes. And the Raptors, I guess. The Raptors could use a veteran. But I just don't think – again, that, that Horford contract is gross. I really like Andre Drummond on the Hornets now that you bring that up. I've Andre been Drummond preaching be nice that. Ball. Yeah. I've been preaching – thank you. Someone, someone <laughs> with basketball knowledge understands me here. I love the Drummond. I was preaching about it on Tuesday. I'm glad you brought it up here and I didn't have to do it. Let's go ahead and move over to the Milwaukee side. I, I feel like this game was the finally game for me. And I, by finally, I mean finally they started DJ Augustine over Forbes. And finally he got more minutes. DJ Augustine is a better point guard than Bryn Forbes. I'm just saying that. Like Bryn Forbes is an off-the-bench scorer. DJ Augustine can step into a game and fill the role as a backup point guard anytime you need him. I like DJ Augustine filling in for Drew Holiday today. He played 32 minutes, had 11 points and 5 assists, and he even got you that steal. So he did a little bit of everything for you if you picked him up, but really the name of this game was just about the dynamic duo here between Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Both players had 20 plus points. Giannis did have 19 rebounds to Middleton's 8. Giannis also had 8 assists to, to Middleton's 4. Both guys got a steal, and then Giannis had 3 blocks. 
nothing nothing too much stands out to me here for this team. But but what about you, Stephen? Do, do, does anybody on this team stand out to you? Uh, no, nobody in particular. I mean, you'd like to see Dante DiVincenzo get on track. Um, I'm not sure. You know, he's a he's a Brewski 150 guy. Uh, he, I, I think that he. Uh, it just seems like I thought he had a better season in him than what we've seen so far, but it's just not happening from him. Uh, as far as the Bryn Forbes, DJ Augustine talk, you know, Bryn Forbes is that just doesn't seem like a point guard. He's a shooter. That's what he does. Augustine uh, fills the role better. But yeah, this team needs Drew Holiday back. Drew Holiday was a great addition in the offseason, and just without him, uh, they're not as good. Luckily, they went against the Thunder tonight, but... That, that's all about all I see out of this team. I just don't understand. Like they were on a four-game losing streak, and they just kept playing Forbes as your starting point guard, and they gave him the majority of the minutes at that point guard spot. When it's obvious that Augustine is a better orchestrator of the offense, and it was shown today, he had five assists in thirty minutes. I mean, that's not a lot. I mean, Giannis and, and Middleton carried most of that, but you know, I, I just I just think Augustine should be the point guard while Holiday is out because they need someone that can shoot but also move the ball around and find the key guys. And I think that's why Holiday is so special to this team. He brings the defense. He's a great orchestrator of the offense. And on top of that, he can get his own bucket. That's that's why I love Drew Holiday. But before we move on here, Steven, I have to ask you, is this a buy-low moment on Chris Middleton after his struggles against Toronto? And even today, he started off kind of slow. He did shoot 7 for 18 also, so he shot under 40% from the field. He only landed one three-pointer, and he missed two free throws. He was 5 of 7 from the free throw line. I mean, I'm not saying you can go out and, and offer something cheap, but is this a good buy-low moment for Middleton? Uh, I mean, if you could offer anybody who's, you know, who you believe is ranked below top 40 uh, rest of the season, I'd go out and do it. I think Middleton easily finishes inside the top 40. Um, but I'm not sure if that's going to get it done uh, with the way he's been playing. I'm trying to pull up the ranking comparison here now, and it's popping up here in just a second. So it, would this be a good time? to maybe throw someone that has Middleton because Middleton has been struggling right over the last week or so. And during this losing streak, would you try and offer them like a Devin Booker for him? Yes, I think I would. I would, I would offer Devin Booker for Chris Middleton straight up. Yeah. It's just a nice, Hey, I mean, I, I think obviously Middleton is the better player. He gets you more rebounds, gets you more assists. I think he, he, he is, He's going to get you the same amount of shot attempts, roughly around there, but it has a higher field goal percentage. I mean, they're almost the same exact player, but I think by the end of the year, he finishes higher in the rankings, and I just think this would be a good time to, if you're if you're kind of not believing in Devin Booker taking that next step because Chris Paul is there, and Chris Paul has helped make the team overall better, but not it's actually hurt Devin Booker's fantasy. I think, isn't Devin Booker, like, he's outside the top. 70 right like he's he's like in the top 80 maybe like he's in the 80s yeah uh in eight cat he's right around top 50 and nine cat he's yeah he's right where you were saying like top 90 in nine cat so he definitely gets a boost in eight cat but uh with chris paul there he's just not the same guy that he was last year uh he's not orchestrating the offense as much and uh it, it shows in the stats and his career year shooting 
was not sustainable, clearly. Last year, he had an absolute career year shooting. He had one of the best shooting seasons from the shooting guard position in recent history. And that's just not there. It's just not sustainable. So I drafted him in a spot in the second round, and I regret it every day. <laughs> yeah, there, I, I just think now if you were going to make the offer, I think now would be the best time to see, hey, here's Devin Booker straight up for Chris Middleton. Or if you have like a Devin Booker, Devontae Graham, maybe you combine those two players together and see if you can get a Middleton uh, out of that person's hands. Because I, I just think that that – now is the time to make that type of deal before Absolutely. Holiday gets back. Especially because of the name recognition that Booker has in comparison yeah. to Middleton. And if you that just look at and if you just look at stats, you'd be like, oh, it's like basically the same player. Oh, and you're throwing in Devontae Graham where all I have to worry about is his field goal shooting. He still gets me assists. He gets me a couple steals. Like they would I, I I'm telling you right now, they would they would truly think about it. Moving on to the next game here, you have the Pistons falling short on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies, 95-109. to Let's go ahead and start off on the Grizzlies side here. Big news came out that Brandon Clark was starting over Dylan Brooks, so that was nice to see. Brandon Clark played 33 minutes. He had 12 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists with the block. Jaw, 32 minutes, 29 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. Uh, Valanchunas, Jonas Valanchunas, 17 points, 15 rebounds, had, had himself a night. And then slow-mo, Kyle Anderson played 25 minutes, 16 points, and 6 rebounds. Your thoughts on this Memphis team? Are they getting better? Uh, you know, from a, let me talk about them from a fantasy perspective here real quick. Is one thing I'll say is it looks like they got a log jam in the backcourt here between Desmond Bain, Grayson Allen, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks sat this game out. I mean, is there a, is there a guard that you would want on this roster on your fantasy roster not named John Morant? Uh, yeah, and he needs to be freed, and you need to stop splitting minutes between him and Bain. Why Bain is getting more minutes baffles me. Play DeAnthony Melton. Play DeAnthony Melton. He is your second best wing defender, in my opinion. He got you four steals in just 17 minutes tonight, by the way. And I just saw that, yeah. so it's not like I'm, I'm even bringing that up. Oh, also, I should mention he also got a block on in his 17 minutes, five points and three rebounds. He can pass. He can knock down the open three. But really, it's just setting the tone defensively and pushing through screens. I think he's a really good player, uh, and I agree with you. I just think that they're they have such a huge log jam in the backcourt that a, a move needs to be made, a, a, a clear role for each of these players needs to be had because going through a 10-man rotation I just think is ridiculous. And not not too many teams are doing that, you know what I mean? One, two, three, I mean, yeah, a 10-man rotation, that is ridiculous. Absolutely. And you know what? Melton probably had the better fantasy line out of the group. Yeah, with the four, four steals in 17 minutes is ridiculous. Oh. Let's move over to the Detroit side. This team is, is is tanking for something. I don't I don't know. I'm just waiting for them to figure out what they're doing with Blake Griffin, if I'm being honest. But let's go through this stat sheet. Jeremy Grant having himself quite a year. He played 39 minutes tonight, 16 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Mason Plumley, man, I wish I would have drafted this guy. I knew he was going to be good. I knew he was going to be good for this team. Man, 34 minutes, 10 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. He filled it up tonight. Wow. Uh, Sadiq Bey starting 
32 minutes, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, nothing else, no no defensive stats. Wayne Ellington, even this late in his career, he's still starting, question mark. 28 minutes, 10 points, 5 assists. And then Dillon Wright finally being the player we all wanted him to be. He played 24 minutes, 16 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Uh, it looks like Josh Jackson was the best player off the bench. He had 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists in 23 minutes. Steven, what stands out to you? You know, uh, sadly, Dennis Smith Jr. stands out off the bench 0 for 7 for no points, 0 for 4 from distance. He did have six defensive stats. But, uh, yeah, that guy, ever since his summer league breakout, he has struggled mightily. I, I'm just shocked, not from a fantasy perspective, but from a reality perspective there. Um, Mason Plumley, uh, he is incredible. Uh, he's like a Nikola Jokic light, maybe playing with Nikola Jokic helped no, him. No, he he's was like a Mark Gasol light. He's a Mark. He's not a Jokic light. He's a Mark Gasol light. Well, just light. his ability, <laughs> his ability to light. pass the ball out of the post. Yes, yes, which yes. Is nice. uh, obviously, he's not Nikola Jokic. He's not even close to Jokic. There's but, only uh, one. Just, I'm telling you this right now, Stephen. There's only one Jokic light, and he and he lives out in the East right now, and his name is Demontis Sabonis. He's the Jokic of the East. Nobody else in this league are like those two at the big man spot. Mason Plumley <laughs> is young Mark Gasol. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> I'm making the distinction. Yeah, I'm making yeah. the distinction. That was, that was a little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant struggled shooting the ball. He's going to have field goal percent issues. Uh, Sadiq Bay is the one guy to look at. Um, and if you're in a really deep league, one guy that I, I – I, Always think might be able to get off the ground is Svi Mikhailuk, but he just hasn't been able to. Uh, and, you know, I'm talking really deep leagues uh, for Svi, but he's just not he, – he can't get off the ground in Detroit. I, they're playing their young guys. He's a young guy. He should be able to, you know, knock down some shots. He's a good three-point shooter, but he's just not doing it. Yeah, I – I thought he was going to be like one of their knockdowns. Like this guy's going to come in and just knock down shots for them consistently. But like you said, he hasn't really been able to do it. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I mean, he stands out to me a little bit. He did finally play over 20 minutes. I think that's nice to see. The four rebounds, three assists are, are nice to see. Uh, and, and again, the six defensive stacks, three steals, three blocks. Again, the no points doesn't really bother me. I don't really want him to be a, a primary scorer. But can I be honest? I don't want to see Wayne Ellington start. I want to see a Dillon Wright, Dennis Smith Jr. backcourt. Call me crazy, but if you're already tanking, try out what you just traded for. You know what I mean? You just traded away Derrick Rose for Dennis Smith Jr. And I still think there there's still a lot of tread on those tires. You know what I mean? He's a young player. He's got a lot of talent, athleticism. Uh, he wants to win. Uh, I've, I've been able to interview Dennis Smith Jr. before. I just think he's such a smart guy. And uh, and yeah, I I I believe in, I believe in his talent. I, I'm I I would love to be proven wrong by DSJ. Uh, and one thing on Wayne Ellington, maybe they're showcasing him for a trade. Their whole team is being showcased for a trade. <laughs> <laughs> the only person they want to keep is Jeremy Grant, and that's it. Maybe Mason Plumley too, but like Jeremy Grant is the guy. Let's move on to this next game here. Hawks fall 109-121 to 121 in their rematch against the Boston Celtics. Let's go ahead and stay on this Hawks team because, man, was it a stink show for them today. They put up a lot of points, but it mainly just came from these two players here at the top. 
Most notably, Trey Young, 36 minutes, had 31 points, 4 rebounds, 11 assists, and 3 steals. But Capella, the Capella Project, 31 minutes, 24 points, 15 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and 4 blocks. If you grabbed him in the 5th or 6th round of your leagues, wow, you had yourself a night today. Uh, Cam Reddish didn't do much scoring or rebounding, just 9-5, and five, but the big things here were defensively. He also had 6 defensive stats, just like Dennis Smith Jr., but he had 5 steals and a block. That was, that was nice to see from Cam Reddish. It was good to see him perform on both ends of the court tonight. John Collins was very quiet in 30 minutes, just 8 points and 3 rebounds. And then Kevin Herter, also very quiet tonight. 5 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block. What stands out to you about this team tonight? You know, they just uh, they struggled mightily. Um, I would say, besides Capella, you know, Trey Young had a good fantasy line in 8-cat leagues. Uh, but Capella definitely was the only guy who had the monstrous line in 9-cat formats. Um, John Collins, extremely disappointing. And one thing that I would say on Collins is he has these games like once every few weeks, maybe once a month where he just puts up like a total dud. Uh, he was scoreless in the first half. Uh, he finished with eight points, three rebounds, a steal, two turnovers and nothing else. Uh, he'll be better, but we have to expect a game like this every so often. And I don't understand what it is. If he's not like up for the game, doesn't have the energy. Uh, I'm not sure what goes on with it in his mind or body that affects him every so often, because he is a really good player who can put up monstrous lines and to have duds like this often. I know he had another eight point game earlier in the season. He's at a four point game. This is his, I think fourth game under 10 points. And you just don't expect that from from JC, so that's the one thing that stands out to me. Yeah, this is the second game his mo- this month where he didn't score double figures. He uh, he scored only nine points in their eleven point loss to the Spurs on the twelfth. But it, it was just a struggling night for him. He couldn't get it going. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you think he gets traded at the deadline? I think it depends on what the offer is. Uh, I think that the Hawks will want a big offer and I'm not sure who is there to give it. Uh, let, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think the thunder, you think this is a guy that the thunder could go after maybe trade, uh, Al Horford, uh, and a couple firsts for John Collins. That would be solid. Yeah. Next to him, next to Capella, that would be solid for them to make a nice playoff run. There you go. That's something that I see. Cause you gotta think about it, man. I, I, I think the writing's on the wall for John Collins. I mean, they offered him a $90 million extension. He turned that down. He wants a max offer. Um, and I, and I think the thunder with him and SGA would be a perfect one, two combo, you know? Uh, so I, I, I like that. I like that possibility. You give them a protected, Top 10 protected first round pick, Al Horford in a second. You answer. Maybe throw in George Hill. Throw in a veteran like George Hill. No, I mean, they already got Rondo. I mean, I, I mean, there's a deal to be made there, though. That I mean, that's what we're kind of getting at. I think John Collins is also another possibility for that up and uh, up and down speed of, again, the Hornets. They need a big man. I think he fills that role solid i mean they only they only have cody zeller there i mean cody zeller is nice but he's not on the same level as john collins i just think a lot of teams will have him just know that wherever team he goes to he's gonna have the mindset that he's gonna also gonna get gonna get paid there 
And so I'm just trying to think of teams that would want to pay a young forward that doesn't really play back-to-the-basket basketball. He's more of like a stretch four at his size. And, and I think you're right. I think the best team for that is the Thunder. We move on to the Boston side here. They scored 120, 121 points to, again, beat the, the Hawks to 109-121. Jason Tatum, 37 minutes, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 blocks. Jalen Brown, 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists. Kemba Walker, I think this is his highest scoring night uh, since his injury, since returning from that injury. Uh, it's also his better stat lines. I mean, just fully across the board. Played 33 minutes, had 28 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Great night for Kemba. Good to see him back into back into old Kemba form. Tice returned back to the lineup as well. He had 14 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 3 blocks. Tristan Thompson, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block. And I have to bring him up because he is he's I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of the Time Lord. In 16 minutes, he was also my streaming option today, and he, and he made me money on FanDuel. Uh, he had 12.7 rebounds, 2 steals, and 4 blocks. What stands out to you, Steven? Yeah, I think it's the Time Lord. Uh, you know, I, I, I did the Plumlee-Yogic comparison earlier, and that was a that was a bust. Let me try this one. Is uh, Robert Williams this year's Nerland's Noel? I mean, yeah, I just think he's way better than Nerlens Noel. He he is so more uh, Nerlens Noel always looks like he's about to fall over. Like, you know what I mean? He just looks so sloppy. I think Robert Williams is poised. He's also just plays his role so well. I I I like I mean, I get what you're saying. It's just a shot blocking guy that goes in there and does his job. So, yes, on the in that aspect, I agree with you. I think he's like a lower end version of Mitchell Robinson. That's that's my thoughts on him. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I just think it's so impressive for a guy in that limited sample size to be able to produce, you know, top 100 fantasy value. Um, the two guys, I guess, D'Anthony Melton had a great night in 17 minutes. Robert Williams had a great night in 17 minutes. I think these guys need to, to get starter level minutes. I, I think it would be really interesting to put Robert Williams in the starting role and have Tristan Thompson come off the bench, uh, switch their minutes, give, give Williams 27 minutes and give Thompson 17 minutes off the bench. I honestly, I don't care that he comes off the bench. I, what I care about is, is the thing that everyone says, and you just brought it up. Why is he only getting 13 to, to 18 minutes a game? I think he needs to be averaging 18 to 20 minutes a game. I think that should be his line on uh, on most nights. He should be seeing at least twenty minutes a game. He he he's so efficient. I mean, on the season, this is just on the season. He's shooting seventy two point seven percent from the field. He's shooting sixty six point seven from the line. Five uh six points, five rebounds, one steal, and one block. And he's only doing it in what fifteen and a half minutes per game. This guy this guy this guy's been putting on a show. I mean, I I think. The Time Lord is more than ready to step into some big minutes. And and the PER numbers, I know a lot of people don't like them. They don't believe in them. But, I mean, it shows how good he is, in my opinion. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm not going to disagree with you at, on any of those points right there. I, I completely agree. Let's move on to the next one here. 112 to 105 is the final score, and the Sixers end up with the win with no Ben Simmons in the lineup. And let's go ahead and stay on this line because I think this is Joel Embiid's second or first 50 burger. So again, Sixers win 112 to 105 at home. Joel Embiid played 35 minutes, and man, did he have himself a night. 50 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks. Wow, and if you thought that was good, check this out too. Tobias Harris, 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists from your power forward. That's your center and power forward putting in numbers. You know how many uh, assists your point guards had combined? A total of 7. Okay, that was horrible. (laughs) Your guards had a combined total of 7 where your power forward and center had 12. That's crazy. Seth Curry played 38 minutes, just 9 points and 4 rebounds. Danny Green played 37 minutes, had 13 points and 5 assists. Matisse Thibel, he got the start tonight as well. For some reason, they listed him as the point guard. He had 2 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, but where does he come in handy? Always with those defensive stats. He had 1 steal and 3 blocks. Steven, what are your thoughts on the Sixers? I just love Joel Embiid. I love everything Joel Embiid does Um, off the court, on the court. I am, I think he's my favorite player in the league and I just love to see him succeed. I'm so happy that he's not injured. So happy that he's putting those injury woes behind him. Uh, He is a top three fantasy player right now. And I hope it continues for the entire season. As long as he stays healthy, it will. I mean, my big thing is I, I, I don't know how he's not the front runner for, for MVP. I, I think people just say he, he's at the top, but I think he should be the leader for MVP. Sixers are surprisingly leading the East. Uh, don't they have the best record in the league as well? I it's mean, either them or the Jazz. Right. I mean, I just, I mean what, what Embiid is doing and how... They win more with I mean, they. They don't even look the same when when he's gone. Ben Simmons does not fill that role as much as everyone loves Ben Simmons. And trust me, I am the biggest Ben Simmons supporter. It's without question we know who the better player is of the two, right? And it's Joel Embiid, and he, he and he put on a show tonight, man. Uh, away from away from him, I think Tobias Harris. We are already know that he's good. Is this a is this a time where you have to start considering what you're doing with Seth Curry, or is he just? hit or miss guy but you got to keep him on your roster because he can start getting it going at any point or what are you doing with Seth Curry right now if if you're a fantasy owner of him you know I'm holding Curry um it is possible I don't know exactly what he did the last game when Simmons set out but it's possible that he the floor maybe opens up a little bit more for him when Simmons is in as opposed to Thibel uh, because Simmons can do a little bit or a lot more playmaking than Thibel at this point so perhaps Curry got hurt by Ben Simmons sitting out. I'm holding uh, Seth for sure. Yeah, just the thing that draws me a little bit of concern is just over the last month he's shooting 43% from the field, uh, 10 points, two, two three-pointers, just actually one-and-a-half three-pointers. 
no real defensive stats. I mean, he. I mean, I basically can find that on the wire right now. And again, on the season, his numbers are are, are a little bit better. He's obviously your three point specialist. He he knocks down his free throws, you know. But that's the big thing. Like, I mean, he he's struggling right now, and that's why I had to ask you. I had I had to bring it up because it's something that I, I'm fighting with right now. We go to the other side here, Chicago. Zach Levine played 37 minutes, 30 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Still having himself an all-star type of year. Garrett Temple played 33 minutes, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. Patrick Williams, the rook, got the start. 6 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Kobe White, I think they need to, I think they need to respect this guy a little bit more in Chicago. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he played 26 minutes tonight, 9-6-5, and 9.6 rebounds, 5 assists. And then Wendell Carter Jr. only played 24 minutes as the starting center. He had 15 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist. Um, some guys stepped up off the bench. You know, Thad Young keeps doing Thad Young things in his limited minutes, 12 points and 9 rebounds and 20. But uh, what what really stands out to you about the about this Chicago team? Uh, you know, Garrett Temple has been stream-worthy uh, since Laurie Markkinen got injured. Uh, and Otto Porter's been out for an indefinite period of time. He's seen big minutes. He's not going to blow you away with anything uh, in particular, but he's just a solid streaming option if you're in a 12-team league and it's pretty competitive. I would look Temple's way if he's on the wire uh, until the Bulls get healthy. Wendell Carter Jr., I mean, he's still coming back from injury, from a, a thigh bruise, uh, and I, I'm i hoping that he starts to see his minutes increase. And the one thing is you'd love to see some defensive stats. The empty defensive stats tonight is disappointing. Um, Kobe White, I think he's got a bright future in front of him, but he's struggled mightily in, in standard formats this year um compared to where he was drafted and i'm not sure that this year is the year for him uh, in fantasy but i do agree with you i'm i'm high on his future for the bull with the bulls uh but this year just doesn't seem to to be his surprisingly i've seen a lot of rumors that he's gonna get traded and i don't understand why like i know that there's speculation that there there's a kobe white for alonzo ball type of thing going on but I see a lot of potential with Kobe White. He 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 drives, he kicks. A lot of people complain that he likes to shoot so much, but I mean, you have a guy in Zach Levine that literally is the epitome of shoots too much. Like I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I like Sadoransky. I think he needs to be on a new team. I think there's a lot of trade value, a lot of good young players. I think they're just missing solid young vet, like a Harrison Barnes young vet, veteran leadership type of player. Or even like a Draymond Green, like someone that that can come in there and and really push them to take the for all of these young guys to take that next step. I think they just have good locker room guys right now, like Garrett Temple, Thad Young. Uh, th- those are good just locker room guys, but you need leaders out there that are going to go out there and show you how it gets done. I think that's what the Bulls are missing. But again, that's a team that that's still rebuilding. But at least they got Zach Levine. He looks like an All Star this year. 
We move on to the next game here. The Nuggets defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 120-103. to This was one of my poo-poo games of the night, but I got to see one of my favorite players get 28 minutes. I don't know his first name, but I know his last name is Campazzo. He came off the bench for 28 minutes, had 10 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. Thank you for that fantasy pickup today. I needed those steals, Campazzo. Looking at the starters here, this was another 50-burger game right here. Jamal Murray had played 38 minutes. 50 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Will Barton returned to action after leaving for personal reasons. Had 7 points, 2 rebounds, and 3 assists with a steal. Michael Porter Jr. finally showed up to play. He played 32 minutes, 22 points, and 7 rebounds. And then the Joker doing MVP Joker things. 16 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and 4 steals with a block. Jamichael Green, though, look at this. He started after returning from a shoulder injury. A minute into this game, he hurts his other shoulder, and he was out for the remainder of the game. He did, however, in that one minute and 15 seconds, did score two points. Steven, what are your thoughts on this Denver team, and what are you doing about Jermichael Green being out? I'm not sure who's going to step up because Paul Millsap's out, Jermichael Green is out. You know, uh, They don't really have... I guess R.J. Hampton is a guy who saw some extra minutes tonight. He saw 20 minutes but didn't do much with them. But one thing I would note is Jamal Murray shot 21 for 25 from the field. Ridiculous. Uh, from a point guard position? Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. Like, it, 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 what? Yeah. Wow. That's that's something like I could see from Joel Embiid or, or Shaq in his heyday, but – uh, from a point guard to shoot 21 of 25, that that's you just gotta love that. Anyone who had Jamal Murray tonight just be grinning ear from ear to ear right now. I think it's gonna be Michael Porter Jr. dude that fills in for for the missing power forwards, and they're just gonna play small ball. And I, honestly, I think that that's better for MPJ. But I think I I want to know, and I don't have it here in front of me. I want to know the next opponents for for the Nuggets. And I'm going to try and pull that up real quick because they could be struggling here if they don't get some of their big men back. Especially, I mean, Porter Jr. has nice defensive potential, but he's so inconsistent, and people try to bully him. So look at this here. I mean, they're lucky. They're lucky. So they have Cleveland today. They had Cleveland today. They got the win. Then they go up against Atlanta on Sunday. Portland on Tuesday. And then they got the Wizards wow. uh, on Thursday. So they got a nice string of games here where their their small guys can can fill in at the power forward spot. So I think if you if you were hoping that you were gonna see more Michael Porter Jr., now is gonna be that time and we're gonna see what he can do with big minutes and if he can be consistent and make an impact. So get ready, Michael Porter Jr. owners. You might seek inconsistency. Or you may see the player you, you've been wanting to see all season long. Moving over to the Cavs side, you have Colin Sexton. He This was one of his better scoring games in a while. And uh, I, I was very interested to see how they he and uh, Jared Allen were going to play after arguing on the court in their last game. Sexton played 37 minutes, had 23 points and 4 assists. Darius Garland played 35 minutes, 14 points, 5 assists and 3 steals. Isaac Okoro had 14 points as well with three points, two rebounds, a steal, and a block. Jared Allen double-double, 20-10 and 10, 
with one block and one steal. He even gave you four assists. That's nice there. And then they started CD Osman, which was a nice surprise. He had 11.6 rebounds and seven assists. Uh, Torian Prince was out for this one. That's a big reason why you saw uh, Osman start. But uh, what what stood out to you? Um, for this game, you know, one thing that's interesting is JaVale McGee is now all of a sudden playing backup minutes. Uh, can he be a defensive specialist in, in deep leagues in the role he had? He has now off the bench uh, with Drummond resting now and Larry Nance out and Kevin Love, who knows when he's coming back. Um, so JaVale McGee is a guy I'm watching. Um, Sexton and Garland have been struggling recently. I'd like to do, see Sexton do a little bit more on the stat sheet other than score and get you a couple assists. Uh, Jared Allen is the guy in Cleveland from a fantasy perspective uh, with nobody coming for his minutes. And I am just, I, I'm just itching for Larry Nance to get back. That's, that's one of my favorite guys. And I, I really want to see Larry Nance back on the floor. I have JaVale McGee as a must roster guy. If you need blocks, he's going to get you them. He only needs 15, 18 minutes. He'll get you those blocks. He's the veteran version of what Robert Williams is. Uh, so I would always say, look, if Sir Time Lord Robert Williams is available, that's who I'm going to grab first. Um, if he's been taken in your league, I'm going to go after JaVale McGee next. That's 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 how I view them as one and two. Um, with Larry Nance, so they have him out six weeks, right? Yeah, it, he's it, out six weeks. I think it began in mid-January. Okay, okay. I, okay, I, didn't, I thought it was like only like the beginning of this month, like a week or two. Uh, with that said, are you, if, if your team is healthy, are you just holding on to him? Uh, only if he has an IR, only if the league has IR spots. What, what are your thoughts with Larry Nance? Should he be sitting on anybody's waiver wires right now, even with this timeline? Uh, I think it depends on where you are in the standings, how confident you are that you're going to make the playoffs. Uh, if you are confident that you're going to make the playoffs, and you can hold Nance, I would hold him everywhere. If you need to make get wins now, then, I, I mean, and you don't have an IR spot, if you got an IR spot, you got to hold Nance. Uh, if you don't have an IR spot and you're struggling and you need wins now, I guess you have to move on. But maybe try and trade him before you drop him. Yeah, man. My big thing is it's so hard to, to gauge where it's going to go because COVID – you know what I mean? Like I have I have players out for COVID. I have players out for rest. I have a guy in Drummond who's out because they just want to find him a trading spot. It's very hard right now to roster somebody like that. I mean, there's even guys like James Wiseman who is out for so long. Like how long do people want to hold on to that for that one block, twelve rebounds or twelve point six rebounds in a block? Like it was there there were decisions that needed to be made like a month ago. So. I think it's time to start picking him up if you have the ability to, like Steven said. All right, Steve, let's move on to this next game here where it was the first upset of the day, 120-124, to as the Magic squeaked out a win over the Golden State Warriors. And I knew I should have made this my underdog pick of the day. Uh, let's go ahead and start off on the Warriors side just because I have it up. Steph Curry played 37 minutes, 29 points, 7 rebounds, and 11 assists. Kelly Oubre... Finally showed up to play in this season. He had 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 steals. Draymond Green, who was a game-time decision, did play today. He played 33 minutes. He had 6.6 rebounds, 9 assists, and a steal. 
Andrew Wiggles played 32 minutes, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And then they started Anderson. I don't know his first name, to be honest with you, but I know exactly who he is if I saw his face. He played 25 minutes. He had 7 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. There were a couple guys that scored double digits off the bench, but... My question to you is this about the Warriors, because we can talk about the Warriors. I think everyone knows who they are as a fantasy team. My question to you is this, Stephen. What are they doing, right? Like, they're they're barely holding on to a playoff spot here. They don't really seem like they're true playoff, a playoff caliber team, right? Just because they don't have clay or nothing. Are they a team that you expect to make a move? at the deadline that surprises you, but also sets the tone for the rest of the season. I think the Warriors are looking to make the playoffs. I think they will make a move at this deadline if it's there for them. Uh, If they see that they can get an upgrade somewhere, I think they do it. If they can't, if the deal is not there, they're going to hold tight and wait until Clay comes back because he has not played a game since signing that max extension. Um, I believe that this team will make the playoffs. The one thing that I'll say, I'm a Warrior fan. I watch a lot of their games. um, And I will say that the team plays with a lot of fight. They seem to have a lot of of energy. They play together. They do not give up. They were down 17 in this game. They made a comeback. They had, I think, a 13-point lead, and then turnovers came into play, and they ended up blowing it. The Magic, I mean, Fournier and Vucevic will get into it, but they were excellent on the other side. But Warriors will make a move if it's there for them. We've seen them do it. When they lost Durant, they went out and they got D'Angelo Russell as an asset. Uh, D'Angelo did not fit the team. They then traded D'Angelo for Wiggins and got a future first-round pick. That is very valuable uh, this upcoming offseason. They could use that in addition to either Oubre, who has looked very good over the last 10 or so games. They could package it with Wiggins, but I actually think they like Wiggins and he's part of the future uh, with them. (laughs) I I, I really like Wiggins' defense. He's really stepped it up this year. Uh, From a fantasy perspective, sure, he's not. He's he's never going to really be... He's like a Harrison Barnes type. He could maybe borderline be a top 100 player, but he's not going to excel in fantasy. But Wiggins, I think, is more of a part of the future than Oubre. If they could package Oubre and that first-round pick, um, maybe they toss in Wiseman if they can get something really excellent. Um, But, yeah, I could see them making a move, but do I think that they're forced to make a move? No. I think they could hold tight as well. That's interesting. That's this is the first time I've ever heard a Warriors fan say that they like Andrew Wiggins' defense. This is the first time I've ever heard any fan of a team Wiggins is on and say they liked his defense. <laughs> he's been playing really well this season. Uh, he's been guarding. He's been like taking on the clay role, and no, I, I actually I think it. he's a better defender than Ubre. Wow, that's interesting. I must not be watching enough Warriors games because I, I still feel like Wiggins is is just playing Wiggins' ball. That's my big problem with Wiggins is. I feel like he needs to understand that he either take the next step or don't. But we need to we need you to either take the next step or don't. Like play your role or 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 stop trying to be number two. Because when Clay gets there, I think that team is different. I think. Let me ask you this: 
the need for a center on that team is big. Both of these guys are only going to have two years left at the end of their deal. And yes, I know one is significantly younger than the other, but we've been talking about him almost this whole show now, right? What are your thoughts on Wiggins straight up for Horford and maybe the the Thunder throw in a first-round pick there so that you take on on Horford, who's a little bit older? I don't like it. I I don't like Horford on this team. I think he overlaps with Draymond too much. Uh, I'd rather keep Wiggins. There you go. See, I, I just had. I just think he'd be. A, I think Horford. You get a first round pick for Andrew Wiggins. You also get Horford, who I think would be a great mentor for Wiseman, and it gives you a legitimate center to play that can screen and pass. He he could do like a bogut role for for the for the Warriors. And I like that. See, that's that's how I was thinking. Just that bogut fill in. All right, Steven, I think that is going to be our time. I guess we can actually go over one more game. We do still have one game live, but we started this kind of early. The The Jazz are making a comeback on the Clippers. They were down, I believe, at 11 at one point when I was looking at it. It's in the fourth quarter, six minutes left to go, and they're now only down by five. Just to quickly look over that box score real quick, Bogdanovich play, has played 26 minutes. He has 17 points. Rudy Gobert has played 26 minutes. He has eight points and 13 rebounds with three blocks. Uh, Mike Conley made his return tonight. He's played 20 minutes so far and has 14 points. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell, 27 minutes, 21 points, and four assists with two steals. You go to the other side, the return of Paul George. He's played 21 minutes, had 11.6 rebounds and three assists. Again, there's still time in this game while I'm running this down. And lastly, you have Kawhi Leonard here. He has 24 points, two rebounds, and four assists. Pretty quiet from the starters away from those two guys. Uh, Ibaka is one rebound and one point away from a double-double. But the bench guys have really stepped up for the Clippers here. Lou Williams has 19 points, and, and Marcus Morris has 11. Uh, is there anybody on either of those teams that intrigue you as a maybe like a fantasy pickup or someone that you, you may be looking to sell high or maybe even buy low on at this point? Um, like not particularly. I mean, if you can buy low on Kawhi Leonard at any point in time, I'm always about that because I, I think he's one of the best basketball players in the world. And for some reason, he gets knocked. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Lou Williams has been – playing pretty well lately but i wouldn't i wouldn't keep him in a standard league myself because i don't think it sticks uh i don't really think there's much from a fantasy perspective for me in this game all right then let's go over this last last box score and it's my favorite box score mainly just due to the fact that i won money live on the show because of this game let's go toronto raptors (laughs) win by five which is more than four and a half, baby. One by five, 86 to 81 on the road against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And trust me, guys, my palms were shaking at the end there. Norman Powell got the start. He had 31 minute, uh, 31 points, six rebounds, two assists, and two steals. Freddie Van Vliet quiet down and cooled off since that Bucks game. Uh, he had 12 points, seven rebounds, three assists, but he did have three steals and two blocks, so he still made his impact on both ends of the floor. Pascal Siakam was also quiet in this game in terms of scoring. He did fill out the stat sheet as well. Ten points, nine rebounds, six assists, and three blocks with a steal. Uh, Bembry got the start tonight with Kyle Lowry out. He had seven points, six rebounds, and a steal with a block. And finally... 
They started Chris Boucher. He played 21 minutes, had nine points, three rebounds, two assists, and still surprisingly no blocks from him. Bain split the time at center. He had 19 minutes and had two points and nine rebounds. Everything else is pretty quiet. Does anything stand out to you about this uh, Toronto team? And mainly for me, I guess my question is, is Bembry a pickup? Uh, I am streaming Bembry in a very competitive league right now. Just while he has uh, the start, I'm not happy about it. There just wasn't much on the wire. Um, so in most casual leagues, no. In super competitive leagues, like maybe as a short-term streaming option, if you need somebody, if you got guys out for COVID, for weather, um, other reasons, yeah, it's like a short-term, low, low-end guy. And the one other note on this game is, it was amazing to hear you sweat on the pod earlier about this game. <laughs> that was incredible. I'm happy it worked out. I'm happy they won by five. Awesome. Oh, my. I, no joke. There's like a stain on my shorts because I'm wearing white shorts <laughs> from where my hands sweat. Like, it's kind of gross. But, hey. Uh, you go to the Minnesota side here. Anthony Edwards only had seven points. But let me tell you this right now. I don't know if you saw it, but it's on my TV. Anthony Edwards had one of the grossest dunks this season look up anthony edwards dunk gross disgusting you're gonna throw up it was so freaking gross and gross is a good term here okay for all you people that don't understand what i'm saying it was disgusting yammed that into these people's faces oh my gosh uh he played 34 minutes did only have seven points and four assists he did get two steals and a block malik beasley 33 minutes, 13 points, 5 rebounds. That's kind of a disappointing night for him. Uh, Towns, he played 30 minutes, had 19 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 blocks. Uh, Ricky Rubio got the start again, 26 minutes, 7 points, 4 assists. And Vanderbilt played 17 minutes as a starter. Nothing really to, to hear about there. Uh, personal thoughts on, on the Timberwolves is I am picking up McLaughlin right now. I think he is going to be the point guard for the remainder of the season at some point. I think Ricky Rubio is going to be moved on. He played 22 minutes and had 11 points and 7 assists, but that's just my personal thoughts, Steven. What are your thoughts on this Minnesota Timberwolves team as we start to wrap up this show? Yeah, the Jordan McLaughlin call is pretty nice. Uh, I mean, he might be – he was good last year, and he's been pretty good this year. He, he can get you assists. He's an assist specialist for sure. Um, he did well coming off the bench. I could see him supplanting Rubio at some point. Jaden McDaniels is also getting some run for the Wolves. Uh, he had, what, eight points, two blocks, six rebounds, so that's pretty impressive. And 30 minutes, which is probably the, be the best sign for him. Perhaps McDaniels – uh, overtakes Vanderbilt at some point this season. Um, some guy, he's a guy to put on watch lists. I'm happy for Towns uh, right now. It's been a tough year for him, um, and it's just great to see him on the court playing good basketball. Uh, I wish that him and Russell. Do you know how many games Carl Anthony Towns and DeAndre Russell have played together? Uh, if I had to put it over or under number. I'd say like nine, and I would take the under I, on that. <laughs> you would win again. It is like four or five, and I think it was a few last season, and I think it's only one this season. I I had it a few uh, days ago, but they have only played four or five games together since Russell got traded to the Wolves. As a Warrior fan, I love watching the Wolves lose. Um 
So I'm with you. You shouldn't though, right? You you want them to win a couple games. Isn't the pick that you guys got top three protected? Yeah, but then it's unprotected the following year. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. See, I didn't know that that wrinkle in it. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So as a Warrior fan, that's one of like the juiciest assets we have. So I'm always scoreboard watching. And now that they have the flattened lottery odds anyways, it doesn't really matter if they're the worst team or the third to worst team. They have the same odds. So If they got the number four pick, wow. <laughs> that would be heartbroken because it would be a waste of time this year to just keep losing. That's why you don't tank. People, don't tank. Steven, that has been a show, man. We're just right under an hour. We covered all these games. It's a Friday night. It's 9 o'clock. Let the fans out there know where they can find you online and, and what you got going on over here for hoop-ball.com. Yeah, um, so you can find me on Twitter. It's at Stephen Vitovich, spelled like Stephen Curry, uh, first name. Uh, and, yeah, just writing over at HoopBall. Check out uh, the Fantasy Pass. We got a great Discord channel that you guys can be a part of. We do live Q&As five days a week um, with a lot of great, fantasy pros from hoop ball. So uh, if you don't have the fantasy pass and you're a fantasy basketball junkie, which clearly you are, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, come on in join the, join the hoob. There you guys go. Follow him at Steven Vitovich on Twitter. You guys can follow me. I'm Vince Miracle on at VM Center on all social media platforms. If you guys follow me on the wager pass for hoop ball.com, you will know that we went two and one today you also know that my parlay hit today if you listen to this show, so I want to thank you guys for that. If you guys want to see all my picks, it's just $0.33 cents a day, nine ninety nine a month. I'm telling you this right now, guys. It's well worth it. We've been on some hot streaks over here. My picks of the day have been on fire all season long. Go check that thing out. And the paywall has been down for like the last three days. We have MMA picks coming out tomorrow. And uh, you guys can hear me here on the Box Score Breakdown every Tuesday and Friday to hear this beautiful voice of mine. Please Rate, review, subscribe, follow Steven and I on Twitter, follow the, the site at Hootball Tweets, at Hootball Gaming, at Hootball Fantasy. And until next time, basketball fans. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.